Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. You to put your hand on your heart real quick. And I want you to just believe that God is going to work something in you today. Father, I thank you for every person here who's not on vacation right now. Lord, that you brought them to the 9 a.m. But God, you have something you want to deposit into their spirit. You have something you want to reveal in their heart today. And when they leave this place, they will not be the same as when they came in this place. If you believe that, say amen. And then I want you to turn to the person next to you and I want to say, you are looking chiseled. All right. (laughs) So today, as Dr. Matt said, my husband and I have been in several different churches and done a, had a lot behind us, but, and we've moved, we've lived in California and Louisiana and Los Angeles and all these different places. And, um, one of the things when I have gone to these different places, I, I'm, most people think I'm an extrovert and I'm, I'm bubbly and I'm loud and I talk fast and all of that. But to be honest, when I go to all these places, sometimes I have difficulty getting connected. Like it's just, I have this roadblock and um, I wanna share with you some things from God's word that really emphasize why no matter who you are, what personality type you are, what season of life you're in, it is necessary for you to do the work of getting chiseled, okay? Now, and I'm not talking, you know, chiseled like my husband. We both agreed we got to work on it a little bit more, a little bit more diligently, but I love you. Mm, Only eyes for you. So, but we cannot ever forsake the process of getting chiseled in the spirit. And so today I want to be able to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you about some rocks. All right. Some rocks. Let's start right here with rocks. Now rocks are raw material and they were made by God. And obviously they're strong and they symbolize strength. But in the Bible, rocks are revelation. And we see in uh, Matthew 16, Jesus begins to ask his disciples. He says, who do you say that I am? Who do men say that I am? And then we see that Simon Peter at the time comes to him and says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered him and said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And then he says this, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. All right. When we start our walk as Christians, we start it on a revelation of who Jesus is and what he did. When you come into a service and you understand that Jesus died for your sins, that he took the sins of the world upon him and you accept him as your Lord and as your savior, and you begin to walk the Christian walk, that is the beginning rock revelation that you build and you change your life on. Amen. 
I didn't see a ton of visitors in the house this morning, so I'm going to assume that a lot of you know that, right? Okay? You've got that down. And as we progress in our walk with the Lord, we get additional revelations. You come into this house and you get a revelation of healing that you don't have to carry sickness in your body. So all of a sudden, you begin with a revelation of healing and health. You begin to contend for complete and perfect health in your life, right? Okay, so some of you got that this morning. Some of you are still waking up, okay? All right, you come into this house, and every week we teach you about money. We teach you about prosperity. We teach you about the purpose. We teach you about generosity. And when you get a revelation, a rock revelation, then you begin to build your life differently on the rock of the revelation that you've received, correct? And we see Jesus looks at Peter in this situation. And when we have a rock revelation, Jesus turns to him and says, I can build now on that revelation. If you don't have a revelation of something, there's nothing to build on. You can't build on it. And so Jesus says, I can begin to build your life when you have a revelation of who God is, what he's done for you, where he wants you to go. And guess what's good about this? It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be like all fleshed out. You don't have to have every ounce of your theology figured out in order to begin to build. We all know Peter had issues. I mean, later on, he goes to deny Jesus. He had issues. But Jesus said, if you have a revelation of who I am, what I'm doing, how to build your life, I can begin to work with you and not just build your life, but I am going to build the house of God, which the gates of hell will not prevail against. Amen? Amen. And so we have to realize that we don't have to be perfect and complete when we start coming to God. He could come in. What do you got on you? I love this house. Everyone is accepted in this house. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you're going through. We have a phrase. We are a house of transformation. It doesn't matter who you were 12 months ago. It doesn't matter who you were 12 weeks ago, 12 days ago, or 12 seconds ago. Because we're transforming. And we see that in the Bible, there's a parable of the, the, the man who built his house on the rock. And so in this house, we get revelation truth, and we build our lives on the rock of revelation truth, which can be found in his word, right? But here's the thing. Rocks, by themselves, are just either decorative or ornamental, Okay, uh, we, I, I do yard work. I like a lot of yard work. My, my sons cringe the second I'm like, I need you to come move a rock for me. They're just like, are you kidding, mom? All right, well, we probably have one of the few properties in the, this north region that like we have very few rocks on our property. So then I have to go buy rocks, right? Like, why do I have to go buy rocks? But, you know, a bag of rocks, it's just a bag of rocks, and I put it down, and it looks nice, gives me a nice border, gives me a nice path, and then it grows weeds, and I got to weed and do more work. But it's just decoration, right? They're all loose. They just are there, okay? Or you can think of those amazing rocks like in Utah that people pilgrimage to and hike in the heat to go see, and they're gorgeous. They're wonderful to behold. But if rocks are not put together, there's, nothing, there's no strength to them. There's no strength. And we see that P 
Peter, the one who had the revelation that I can start building my life, and on this revelation, even Jesus said it to him, he later in, in 1 Peter 2 comes to us and says, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. Peter, who, who got called the rock, said, you can't remain a rock. You have to become a stone. You have to become a stone. And what's a stone? A stone is a rock that's been chiseled. It's a rock that's been taken out of its raw form, out of your unsaved form, out of your scoundrel form, out of your pre-saved, pre-Jesus form, and God begins to work on you and work through you and chisel some stuff off of your life because he doesn't leave us the way he found us, thank God, right? I'm going to have a drink. Drink to that. We have to become stones. And so, as I said, I've, I've realized that when I've been in different churches or different things, I don't get the privilege of just staying who I am. I don't get the privilege of just saying, eh, I don't know if I like them, or I don't know if they have the right group for me, or I don't know if I want to. I am a living stone. I am a living stone, and if I am going to be honoring to God, I put my hand, I put myself under the hand of the master not architect, chiseler, sculptor, and allow him to work in my life. Now, behind me, there's a bust, okay? A bust, that's what those are called. Um, and I had asked for a statue of David, neck up or waist up, because we wanted to keep it PG-13. But the statue of David is a statue. You guys know what the statue of David is? Yeah, okay, just Google it. And he, it's like this perfectly chiseled man. It's supposed to be like the perfection of like the human body. And I totally forgot what I was going to say about that, so that's fine. All right. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> Reminds me of Casey, yes. <laughs> Oh, Dr. Matt, you make me blush. Okay, so we got it. What are we talking about here? Holy cow. We are stones. We are living stones. We have to get chiseled, right? <laughs> but here's the thing. Stones are used to build walls, walls that protect, fortresses that hold territory, and monuments that last forever. If we want to have significance in a long-term effect, we have to allow God to do this process in us. This is what I was saying. Um, when I talk about kind of moving from place to place, I've realized that I have to yield to this process, okay? The process of, and it's an act of your will, because you can choose to not do this. You can choose to not change. You can choose to say, I am who I am. You can choose um, at any point in your life to say, well, this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be. But God says you're a living stone. Change, transform into my glory. And, you know, it's interesting. God has a sense of humor because he chooses usually to chisel us most often through people and our relationships. And it starts when you're a kid, right? You have siblings. And if you're an only child, well, we got more work to do in Connect Group on you. But, <laughs> but siblings, anybody have any siblings here? 
Right. Do they not sometimes work you out, work out personalities, work out your selfishness, work out all of those things? I have three older brothers. I was held to the ground, had like spit dropped and drooled over my face. I was branded by a hot shovel from my brother. Um, yeah, I get to tell the story, Troy. Um, anyway, <laughs> never mind. One's too far. Some of you have not been chased around the house with butcher knives and it shows. <laughs> my parents are here I promise they were really great parents <laughs> all right your siblings start working out and then you get married you grow up and you get more married and then you're a spouse starts digging into any ounce of like issues that you have in your life right no <laughs> You start learning what it's like to be selfless and to, to serve and to give and to die to self, right? And I have to honor my husband. He's always been such an easy person to do life with, and he's never allowed me to stay the same. He's always just very gently and skillfully nudged and pushed me, and I appreciate that, right? And then you come to this thing called church, and we come in here on a Sunday morning and we do this, this thing, okay, this thing we call church. And it's easy to come in here and listen to teaching and listen to preaching and get hear good things. But then we say, we got a bunch of people in green shirts and we want you to join a connect group. And you're like, what? Because in a smaller group, in a smaller group, you're truly known. You're true, the, the chiseling truly begins to happen. See, when you just sit and hear the word, you're not known. Nobody knows your heart. Nobody knows how it impacted you. Nobody knows how you're processing it. Nobody knows what part of it the Holy Spirit is just placing an emphasis. But when you go and you walk it out in a community and a group of people, all of a sudden something starts getting chiseled off your life. We were meeting in one of our groups and I share vulnerability. I'm like, I cry all the time. I just, I don't know, I cry and I feel misunderstood. And I thank Miss Rachel Finn here. She says, when, whoever told you crying was a bad thing? And I was like, okay. I chewed on that one for a little while, and guess what? Something began to chisel off in my life, like why I cried or why it, it, things impacted me so much. But without talking about that in a small group and beginning to process like why I cry so easily or why it just kind of gets to me, I would have never worked that thing out and tapped into something deeper that the Holy Spirit was trying to do in my life, okay? So we have to allow ourselves to do that. Now, here's the problem. Have you ever heard the, the phrase rubbed the wrong way? Yeah, just that person just rubbed me the wrong way. Guess what? There's going to be some rubbing of the wrong ways when you choose to put yourself in relationship with people. You're going to get rubbed. But you know what? You have a few rough edges that need to get rubbed off. Guess you just do. We all do. It comes. But guess what? It's not all about just you got to hammer away at yourself. You got to work things out. There's such joy that comes when you are supported by people around you. There's such joy. We have this big rock. I asked for it to be placed in my flower bed. And then I walked by one day and it just had split in half. And I was like, what? What? Oh, you were my one big rock that I had. And I realized you need pressure around you on both sides to help strengthen you and to help guide you and to help keep you in place. Because otherwise the cares of this world can begin to split you. 
right? And so I've experienced twice, not twice, more than twice, two things I've experienced, I should say, is that when you're surrounded in a community, when you've got people that you are known by, they're there for you in adversity. They're there for you in adversity. We walked through a thing last year. My husband ended up in the hospital, and within an hour, there was an army praying. There were people standing in the, the waiting room, praying in tongues, believing for healing, believing for breakthrough. But it's not just for adversity. It's for joy. When you celebrate those moments of life that you want someone to shout with you, you want someone to, to party with you, you want someone to have fun and life with you. You want to be surrounded on both sides. I love the Lord. He never said, do this by yourself. He never said, oh, get saved, get a rock of revelation, and now you just go work it out on your own. He said, I'll give you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you community to do this in together. Do I dare tell you that stones by themselves are usually called stumbling blocks? Stones by themselves are usually called stumbling blocks. All right? And I want you to know this. The devil resists godly friendships. And I think this is something that I have felt throughout the body of Christ no matter where I've been is the devil resists it because he knows there's power. He knows that when we connect on things that are more than just temporal, oh, we work at the same job. Oh, we have math class together. That's how your friends were in high school. You know, you had the same classes. But we're connecting here on a spiritual level, spirit to spirit, soul to soul. And the devil doesn't like that because he knows if two or three of us get in agreement and start working on things, it shall be done for us. He doesn't like it. I found it's a lot easier to go sit at a bar, grab a few drinks and a couple drinks. Well, I haven't done this, but a couple drinks in. <laughs> a couple drinks in. You got five best friends, ten best friends. And sometimes it's hard to walk into a connect group and be like, I'm going to come to this person's house. I've never met them before. I'm going to pour out my heart. What happens if I cry? You know? The devil will do anything he can to keep you from getting connected with the people of God in an intimate way. And we have to be willing to say, I'll break through that. I'll push through that. I will allow the uncomfortableness. I'll get smashed in there and say, I'll do this, God. I'll do this. I'll do this. You know, Jesus, I love it because it says, in the Bible, that he can identify with us in every single thing that we go through. You know what? Jesus walked on this earth for 30 years before he started his earthly ministry. We don't know what kind of chiseling was happening in his life. He was a 30-year-old without a job, without a career, not married. I'm sure he had some stuff going on. And then for the three years that he walked on this earth, he was surrounded by 12 people who were constantly questioning him, constantly not doing what he told them to. He was having it worked out. And when his humanity, even though he was 100% God, he was 100% man. And when his humanity had been refined and he died on the cross and he was betrayed by those who were closest to him, God looked at him and he said, he gave him this scripture. He says, um, See, I lay in a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be the same. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. So Jesus knows what it's like to submit yourself to this process. And it says that he became the cornerstone. And in building, the cornerstone is the first stone that's laid. It's the one by which you mark out the 
rest of the building and that you measure everything by. And so when you come into this house and we say, get in a connect group, we're not asking for you to come and become like us. We're saying, guess what? We want you to come and connect in this house, but always look to that chief cornerstone. You are to be being chiseled into him in his image. You're to be chiseled into his likeness. Are you acting more like Jesus? Are you talking more like Jesus? Are you living a life that is giving glory to God? We're not about making bricks in this place. Now, I like bricks. Bricks are pretty. Bricks are smooth. Bricks are even. They're symmetrical. They fit together nicely. I don't know why the last two houses we've lived in, someone just dumped a load of who knows what material and made a patio out of it, and it drives my brain crazy to see it. So we started tearing it all out. But anyway, we are not bricks. God did not make you to look like everyone else, to sound like everyone else, to talk like everyone else, to have the same role, to have the same mission, to have the same vision. And so when we come here, you know, sometimes people will be like, you'll be like, I go to Awaken Church. They're like, oh, oh, yeah, you guys are all just so good looking here, there. You know what? I'll take that one. I'll take that one. But we're not saying come, have a certain style, have a certain way. We got a culture, but we are living stones. All of us have a few different imperfections. Not one stone is the same in the world. Not one stone is the same. But we're saying, will you go through the process of allowing yourself to be hewn and to be chiseled for the, Lord, the glory of God? In Ephesians 2.19, it says, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together grows as living stones. And I think this has been the biggest revelation for me. I'll back up here. I go to a connect group because it benefits me. I go and I have to work it out and find a place or a community that I fit in. But guess what? It's not all about me. And this is what I've realized. It's not just about my calling or what I want to do. Because stones must be placed for a purpose greater than themselves. It says here that he frames them together into the holy temple of God. God is always about two things, his people and his kingdom. And his kingdom is his people, and they are inseparable. We are living stones that make up the kingdom of God. We happen to make up this particular church and this body, but we are part of the kingdom. And our job is to establish the king's domain here on earth his dominion and his rule. So when we allow ourselves to get connected in the house of God, awakened church becomes stronger. Awakened church becomes more influential. Awakened church begins to establish the kingdom of God and a fortified domain here in the North County region. See, last time I checked, a single stone can't stand up to corrupt politics. Last time I checked, a single stone can't stand up to the education system. Last time I checked, we can't do it by ourselves. Stones become walls, walls become fortresses. Fortresses hold ground, they can't easily be destroyed, they can withstand large scale attacks, and they establish the boundary of the kingdom's domain. The kingdom's domain. So guess what? 
here on Connect Sunday. We got people wearing lime green. In fact, actually, if you're wearing, li if you're one of my Connect, uh, Connect leaders or Connect coaches, would you stand up? I want everybody to see who you are. You guys, this is the most amazing team. Most of these people serve on multiple teams in this house. They work full-time jobs and have busy lives, but they're simply saying, I'm opening up my home. I'm opening up my life. Come do life with me. Don't be alone. But it's not just about you getting fitted in here. It's not about wearing green and having some donut holes in the lobby. It is about us coming together in a united purpose to see the kingdom of God established on this earth, to see the walls built in North County, to see the kingdom come to pass. And as I was thinking and praying over this entire Connect semester, a word kept dropping into my spirit for San Marcos. And the word is settling, settling. This campus opened when nobody was going anywhere. And we opened our doors. And some people wanted to be associated with us and some people didn't. People flooded in. And man, I remember we were leading back in kids and kids were just pouring in and we were just trying to keep them safe and not lose them. The Shanes have built an amazing team back there and do an amazing job. And then we had to figure things out. And I'm here to say the word that I just get for this campus right now is that we are settled. We are settled and the ground has been compacted and the stones are being placed. The stones that will begin to build the fortress, begin to build the wall that will hold the line in this area are being placed. Awaken church, guess what? We held the line in 2020, but you know what? It ain't 2020 anymore. It's not 2020 anymore. And we, if we're going to hold the line in 2024, if we're going to hold the line against the education system, if we're going to hold the line against an agenda that's being placed on our kids to indoctrinate them with confusion, guess what? We need every single stone placed in the wall, fit into the wall to hold, to hold, to take territory. So when the enemy comes in here, he looks at this wall and says, oh, I think I'm going to think second, uh, twice about going there. Not in our school systems, not on our watch. But it requires each of us saying, I know it's a little uncomfortable. I know it's hard sometimes. I know life is busy for one more thing. But this is something that is more than what is just about us. And as we do that in North County, and as we do that in South County, and as we do that in Boise, and as we do that, uh, where's that, Utah, <laughs> Salt Lake City, come on, we begin to build a fortress across the United States of America, across the United States. I want to highlight one other scripture here. It's in Revelation 21, verse 1 and 10. This is the end of the Bible, okay? And John, the apostle, is having a vision. He said, and be and me being carried away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. And God showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with manners of precious stones. 
precious stones. You are a precious stone being laid in the walls of the kingdom of God whose significance is eternal, whose significance will go past your days on the grave. But you've got to commit to being a part of that process. You've got to commit to saying, it doesn't matter how old I am. It doesn't matter what season of life I am. God, I am here. Shape me, mold me, and place me where you desire to place me. If the band wants to come up, I just want to take a moment and I want to pray over a couple of people here, a couple groups real quick. I know that church is messy sometimes. We're not perfect. If you find a perfect church, please don't go there. You're not perfect. All right? But I, I'm not going to pretend that sometimes we don't get hurt, that sometimes maybe we weren't treated right. I, I hear it all the time as Connect Director. Well, I signed up to be in a Connect group and no one called me. And maybe you did that a couple times. And I'm sorry. I, I mean, I say that gen genuinely. We're, do, we're working to do better in everything that we do. But it can hurt sometimes to flow in and flow out. And so I'm going to ask everybody to just bow their heads because I'm going to ask you here. If you say, you know what? I, I haven't, I, I don't know how to connect or I, I, I feel lonely. I feel like I come in and out and I'm not seen. I want to believe that that'll be broken off of you today because sometimes it's just our mindset about it. Sometimes it's just the way we view ourselves. So Lord, I, so if there's someone in here, just put your hand on your heart. Just put your hand on your heart. If you said, you know, I've had a hard time connecting. It might not be a people in the church. Maybe it's with a spouse. You know, maybe it's with your boss. But you say, I've had a hard time connecting. Father, I come today and I break off a spirit of isolation. I break off a bubble that would try to come and isolate individuals and tell them they're so unique or their problem is so big or so, so no one can understand that. I break that lie of the enemy today. Lord, I thank you that each person here, Lord, you have created them for relationship. Lord, it's why you created us is because you love us and you desire to have a relationship with us. But I thank you we're designed for it. And so today in Jesus' name, I thank you that loneliness is being broken off. A spirit of isolation is being broken off. A spirit of just, I'll do it on my own. I'll do it myself. And Father, I thank you today that you're beginning to heal wounds. Even wounds from past churches, past experiences, past places that we've been. Lord, I thank you that you're healing that today. You're healing that today. And some of you in here, you just haven't wanted to get placed. You just haven't wanted to get placed in the wall. You just been too busy, too much time. Trust me, I get it. I had to be at Balboa at 5 a.m. dropping off three kids yesterday. And I wanna encourage you, we have need of you. We have need of you in this house. God has need of you in this house. And if you've been hesitant to be placed, to join a connect group, to serve on a team, to allow yourself to be known in this house. But you say, you know what, today, I'm not gonna do it anymore. Today, you know what, devil, I know, I know I got plenty going on and plenty of excuses and good reasons why, but today I'm gonna choose to partner and be a part of something bigger than myself. I'm gonna ask you to stand up. It's bold. I dare say it. 
I got people, we got people on our teams who are not in the body and you can come and you can serve. You can come and you can smile. You can come and you can volunteer. You can come, but you're still not known. You're still not being worked out. You're still not, you don't have a friend to call. Come on, that ends today. That ends today in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for those that are bold enough to raise their hand. I am right there with you. It's, this is the biggest thing that I sometimes have had a, a, a struggle with. Today in Jesus' name, God, I thank you that you're establishing, that you're setting, that you're placing stones today as you see fit. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you. Thank you. And before we go, I started the message with talking about the rock, the rock of revelation that Peter said, you are Jesus, the son of the living God. If you've not had that revelation today of who Jesus is and what he has done for you, that he shed his blood so that you could be restored in relationship first and foremost with your heavenly father, because none of this matters if you don't have a relationship with him. I wanna pray for you. I wanna give an opportunity for you to respond to this word. So just search your heart right now. Have you had a revelation of who Jesus is? An aha moment that says, oh my gosh, he did that for me? He went to that extent and that length for me? And there's freedom and there is hope and there is liberty when that revelation comes? I wanna give you an opportunity if you say, you know what, I, I've had that drop today, or I, I realize I, that's come. And with every eye bowed and every head closed, nope, other way around. Just bow your heads, close your eyes. I'm just gonna ask if there's anybody here, anybody here who says today, wow, I didn't know that I'm not alone. Wow, I didn't know that there's so much more than just me, myself, and I. I didn't know that there was a savior who died for me and gave his life for me. And I wanna step into a relationship first and foremost with him today. Is there anybody out here who would say, that's me, that's me? I'm gonna wait just one minute. Is that anyone in here? I'm looking, God's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. That's okay, that's okay. That's all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Lord, I just thank you for every single person in here. Lord, who says my eternity is sealed in heaven. My relationship with Jesus is right. And so, Lord, as we walk in right relationship with you, Lord, today I pray that you would help us walk in right relationship with our brothers and sisters in this house, in the body of Christ. And, Lord, together we would come and we would begin to build a wall and a fortress which the gates of hell cannot prevail against in Jesus. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.